I promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, podcast. Welcome to So Help Me Podcast. I'm Dan Curtis Thompson. I'm Courtney Gilmore, and you're not saying So Help Me Pod, which we changed it to officially. Oh, yeah. So. Well, you said your name a bit us, late. You're giving. What? You said your name a bit late. Because I was hesitating over that. I'm hesitating over, over you being the co-host of this podcast. Now we have an identity crisis because what is it? Are we pod or are we a podcast? That's an important distinction to make. There's two very different things. That's right. Okay, so <laughs> basically what you're saying is we used to be called So Help Me Podcast. And now, we're, now we got upgraded is what I'm saying. Now we're a pod. How did we get upgraded if we lost half the word? Because... <laughs> That sounds it's like similar. we got downgraded. No, it's not. It's like we don't need, it's like uh, filler that we don't need now because we're so like, we've got like a tight, we've got like, we're polished now. You know what else so is filler we got that like we don't a, need? Short... You on this Ugh, episode. Fine. <laughs> All right, so this is now just uh, just me. Everyone stops <laughs> listening. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's just Dan now? Where yeah. did Courtney go? Well, she That's was a big stink it. about the name of the podcast and now she's not on it, so... Well, we get, we got uh, the new logo. Well, it's not new. It, we've had it for a while. It's pretty cool, though. It's pretty cool. Luba Magnus did it. Shout out to Luba Magnus. She's great. And she made us little cherub angels yeah. on clouds. And w- you with your nubs. And I have little angel nubs. She made it so that I'm crying. <laughs> and on the poster, Dan is crying. But, I, but we never asked for we that. Didn't t- we didn't tell her I think I just that. give off a guy who cries a lot vibe. <laughs> She just... She's like, oh, he seems sad. Yeah, she just uh, kind of just gave a quick one, once-over assessment and, and then decided, Yeah, like, you know she, she finished it and she's like, there's not enough tears in Dan's eyes. Yeah, I like to think He that has a lot more tears <laughs> in his eyes, usually. I like to think that the first draft, you weren't crying, and then she's like, something's missing. <laughs> I think it's tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we've been off for a while. We've been off for a while... We're back on, and we have, buddy, we have so much to tell you. Yeah, we uh, took a bit of a break because Courtney here okay. was doing Just for Laughs like some kind of loser. <laughs> Went Sorry, to guys. Montreal to do the biggest comedy festival in the world, winning Homegrown Festival of Canada. What a fucking dork. It's just a phase. I'm over it. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to oh, really? make my priorities. Really, you're right over now. because uh, if I'm not mistaken, you also <laughs> just did JFL 42. I know it was a relapse, and I'm done with festivals. I'm done with winning titles, and I'm ready to commit. Don't to worry, this the rest pod. of the world agrees with you. <laughs> and uh, just so you know, you'll always be a loser to me. Okay, well, good. That makes me very happy. <laughs> you keep me grounded. I'm your rock. Yep. Like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, well, we did Okay, actually... fine, yeah, don't plug that I did JFL 42. That's fine. Okay, all no, right. No, 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 well, no, 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 let's make this all about you. You did do Look JFL. at all those I, lovely things I just said about you gonna, in a very mean very way. very lovely, they were very lovely and also mean, but it was <laughs> nice because it's a good counterbalance. But, yes, 
Dan Curtis Thompson performed at JFL 42 this year, and he killed it, and I watched him, and it was a great show at Absolute Comedy, and it was a stacked lineup, and it was a packed, sold-out crowd. How many people? Like, over 200, uh, right? 300. 300. 300 yeah. people were there, and it was a hot, it was a hot show. Yeah, because there's too much body an heat. amazing, it was pretty hot in there, but also because of the comedy heat, and you did great. So now we, now we're f- fresh, focused. You didn't say enough mean things, coming though. Off. Now I just feel you know, like a jerk. Because you know what, though? Because it makes me look, uh, it makes you look meaner, which is like my undercover mean thing that I'm doing. <laughs> That's the mean thing, is but that I'm nice. It's also I'm... kind of true. <laughs> I'm just a bit meaner. And it, uh, okay. and then, and then I cry a lot. It's a little, yep. See, and it all. You see, that's a, that's the thing about anger. It's kind of like an iceberg. It, uh, anger is just the top part, but underneath, there's a lot of softer things, and that's why I'm crying in the promo. Yeah, pic- exactly. Pictures. You're a well-rounded person, and you've all, and you've got softer things underneath. Yeah, but you'll never see them, <laughs> and they will sink your ship. <laughs> we actually uh, did another. We sort of cheated on you guys by doing another episode of this podcast, which oh, is actually yeah. not uh, listenable, audible, oh, shit. because uh, we originally wanted it to be, and it's, it's, it's okay. going to be a live episode. We had, we, so this is what we did, you guys. This is going to be our big comeback. We had a live... And instead, this is our big comeback. <laughs> we had a live show, a live podcast of uh, this podcast at City Hall a few weeks ago. We were involved in a... Um, interfaith event that was going on at City Hall. And yeah, we got was... asked to, to do it. They, they listened to our podcast. Uh, shout out to, what's their, what are they, what's their thing called? Yeah, it was like, well, Hearts, the, and, Hearts and Minds. Hearts and Minds. Hearts and Minds. You know what's really embarrassing is the fact that we don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because we know the people, but I'm not sure if that was like, um, I wasn't very clear if this is like an organization that, I think this might have been their first year actually doing this. Cool. But it was a cool event. Like it was a we had conference. a lot of fun. At City Hall, where they had different uh, faith groups, just yo, sort of. Yo, but catch this, okay? I've yeah. never said that before nope. in my life. No, yo, but catch this. Yo, catch this. <laughs> All right. I don't Bye. feel good. Okay. I feel like my name should be Kyle now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I uh, catch this. Uh, we were like, so we wanted. To, they're like, can you do a, a live episode? And we're like, yeah, we'll do that. So we get uh, some comedians on. We had Amish Patel, and we had Mark Hallworth, and we were gonna have Ali Hassan again, but. Uh, uh, he wasn't unable to make it, which is fine because we didn't record it. And uh, and so we are like, uh, this is this is what we need. We need uh, the microphones, which we'll plug into a little box, which we'll plug into our computer, so that we can record it, so that you guys can listen to it. Uh, and they were like, oh, you can't use our microphones <laughs> or our soundboard. Yeah. So we're like. What do we do? And they're like, oh, just project. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that wasn't the point. We weren't li- worried about our levels of our yeah. voices. We want this to be heard by our listeners. Yeah. Um, but oh, that's okay. Listener, let's be. Listener. Hey, 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 God. Hey, God. <laughs> hey, God. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, so, but it was fun. So we just went there and we sort of just uh, performed as if we were recording this podcast as an episode. And uh, we had like a panel. And we had an audience. We had a little audience in yeah. the room at City Probably like Hall. Probably fifty people. Yeah, about fifty people, and they were pretty into it. And it yeah. was actually a very fun time, and it was good. Uh, we got to watch a little bit of stand up beforehand, and then some people stuck around for our segment. It was um, it was an odd place to do stand up, but it surprisingly yeah. went very well. 
Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, so we, um... Like, when you think of stand-up, you don't think City Hall, first of all, and no. you don't think uh, 2 p.m. No. And you don't think in a well-lit room. Yeah, it was very bright, and you could And you don't everyone. think no mics. No, it was more like a TED Talk yeah. than anything else. All, yeah, like a very funny TED Talk. Also, whenever I do stand-up without a mic, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to do with my hands. I know, you feel like you have to be very emphatic. Do you feel that to way? To be fair, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't. Ever. <laughs> I was looking for a joke there. I'm glad you did it. That's funny. <laughs> but um, but we didn't. It's better coming from you. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just saying what all of you are thinking. They're like she doesn't They're have like, hands. They're like she doesn't have hands. <laughs> <laughs> we can't see her. Um, I guess we did establish that you have nubs. Yeah. It's a, if you're hey if you're a loyal listener you know the deal, but um. Yeah, it was a fun time. What did we talk about? We talked to the uh, Amish Patel and Mark Hallworth. Just we sort of about how we can bring uh, uh, unity, compassion, bring and compassion and unity. That was the whole point among of different this religions. Event. Yeah, yeah, among different religions. Kind and of opened up up to the crowd again. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd like to do a live episode of this sometime. Yeah, no, we definitely should do a live show, a real one, and actually have. Um, if you guys, if anyone is listening to this. Uh, Respond, reply to our tweets or our Facebook status saying that, uh, yes, you'd like to hear a live episode or not. Uh, yeah. Or uh, if you don't, we'll realize uh, the viewership that we have. No, I, um, I don't think we should give them a choice. I think we should just do it. And you if better you do it. And if you want to come, then come do it. Yeah. But, uh, we will give you full price tickets <laughs> if you come. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're underselling us. I think we're going to charge you $150 and you're going to love it. No, that's not true. But <laughs> no, you're not gonna love it. We will cu- we will charge you 150 dollars. You won't love it. <laughs> you won't love it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was actually very good. We talked about compassion and unity, how we can just hear each other more, and um, yeah. That's pretty much it. So that's uh, that's been the road so far for us. Uh, <laughs> Our journey. <laughs> Welcome to our journey. This well, is where we're at so far. Yeah, and just a little recap of our lives. Uh, what about you guys? <laughs> we just sit and wait <laughs> for, six, for forty minutes. We're like, all right, nice, nice. Um, actually, that's uh, very similar to how I pray. I was like, uh, hey, what do you think? And then silence forever. Can you just listen. Uh, I I wait for him to say something, and he never does. Yeah, because you're listening for an actual voice. Oh, don't do that. I was... And you really should be listening to your heart. Are you saying my heart is God? Yes, I am actually saying your heart is God. Oh, don't do that. You're God. <laughs> Fuck, really? Yeah. No, this no, is I'm... a big reveal. <laughs> Just tune in. We the figured out who God reveal. is. Uh-oh. He's Dan. What? Imagine if God's name is Dan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Dan. Oh, that... Oh, no, 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 God's my last name. You've been... Yeah. It's Mr. God. Mr. Dan God. (laughs) That's pretty dumb. (laughs) But it has a nice ring to it. It, Dear Dan. (laughs) Dear Dan, thank you for... Thank you for this meal. Thank you for this meal. Dan bless. You know what? I would like people to say that if I, if I, uh... If, if I'm dining with them. Thank you for this meal. Thank you know why you, you wish that that would happen? Because I... Because you have a Dan complex. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I think that's a good one to end on. You know who else has a Dan complex? Mm, 
Debatable, but very debatable but actually. But you know, James Heath is on our <laughs> podcast today. He's our guest, and he's a comedian, and uh, currently living in Chicago. But we met him in Toronto, and uh, yeah, we had a really fun and deep conversation with him. Yeah, that's right. He's a uh, he's a uh, one of the members of the the would be troop. Uh, uh, yeah, collective. Hip-hop, collective, hip-hop, yeah, hip hop collective, collective. Comedy collective. Um, uh, running at, at the, the mouth. mouth. You can find them on iTunes, on Spotify. Uh, what else did he say? Title. Title. Yeah, he says it in yeah. the episode. You'll find them. Uh, real good. They have two albums. Uh, most recent one was uh, uh, the uh, Cream Soda, Soda Fur Coat. coat. Yeah, yes. and uh, it's really good. Uh, they. Uh, we recorded this in uh, September and uh, for Just for Last 42 uh, Mark James Heath was actually headlining with Running Out of the Mouth at Yuck Yucks so uh, so he's, he's kind of a big deal mm-hmm. uh, so maybe without any further ado here's Mark's James Heath I said Mark's yeah, James you Heath <laughs> Mark's like, and James but he said no one Mark's James Heath's Ladies and gentlemen, Mark James Heath. Uh, Well, we're here. Hey, James Heath, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Comedian, fresh from uh, you're just you're here from out of town. You're here from Chicago. Yes. Yes, and you're here for uh, just for laughs forty two. Absolutely, I am. With, yep, yep. Uh, Mark is part of the hip hop collective Running at the Mouth. You guys have a new album out. Right? Yeah, the cream soda, f- the cream soda, the cream soda fur coat came yeah. out yesterday uh, nice. or Friday the twenty the twenty second. So. Cool, nice. congratulations. Thank you. So do you? So you're, and then you guys are headlining Yuck Yucks right now for the JFL forty two. Yes, headlining. Are you doing Yuck all like that stuff for the album? Uh, yeah, we're doing songs from the album at the end. Uh, with the the album is like pure filthy comedy rap songs. So there's no like stand up or anything like that on the album. So Ooh, like, you can find it on iTunes, iTunes, yeah. Title, Spotify, all of the you can stream it, download it, all of those like great services, Apple Music, all that cool stuff. That's Sweet. so cool. That it's on Title. It is Isn't cool. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. Doesn't that feel cool? I feel like you can get look and listen to my stuff on Tidal. Yeah, I listen to like... it on Tidal just for that reason. Yeah. Like, I feel. Oh, that's so cool. Awesome. Well. So when you get uh, headlined together, is it like, because uh, I think you said uh, you were headlining tonight. Keith yeah. Rose. We rotate in terms of like uh, who who closes the show. Right, but do you uh-huh. do like a, an actual uh, performance of one of your songs or anything? At yeah, the club? they cool. also they also do the songs at the end, like uh, like Marito and everybody will do songs. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. Oh, that's, that's sweet. Awesome. Very cool. So uh, you, I don't think that I know. I was telling Dan this. I I met you like a few years ago through comedy, and I don't know that yes. we've had direct conversations about faith or religion, but I. I feel like I've seen certain like things on Facebook that sort of alluded to. I can't remember what they are, but I had a feeling I was like, I need to talk to Mark yeah. at some point because I know we always have just like great conversations in general. But I think if there were some posts that you had made just in the past that just sort of alluded to like I talked to vibes yeah. and God stuff. I think I talked about that. celibacy and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. uh, actually earlier today, uh, after well. When, uh, she was saying that we we're having you on the podcast. I was like, "So, like, what is he?" And she's like, "Christian." <laughs> <laughs> and that is pretty accurate. Like, Christian. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was raised. Technically, I went to a Baptist church, Salem Baptist Church of Chicago. I went to a mega church, actually, yeah. like a mega, mega church, church in yeah. the making. Like, 
this church wow, that cool. um, was a pretty large church considerably at first when I started going there um, in this what is considered to be like a pretty notorious like gang neighborhood in Chicago, Roseland. Um, and they like built the church up from there. So we had this very sort of aggressive campaign that I was a part of like as a kid on like forward where we like transformed like that neighborhood. So it was like over the course of, I was there from maybe I was eight till I was like 16. And over the course of that like eight year period, we, they like made it a dry community. We like shut down. So then there was this bar that was vacant that they turned into like a youth church that we like gutted everything out and like took all the stools out and then it became like the youth building and then like the all and then like this big liquor store that became like our like Bible bookstore and stuff like that. And it like we yeah, we were very serious about like mobilizing in the community and right. like talking about a to Bible and stuff. bookstore. Isn't like the Bible just a book, so it was just a ton of well, Bibles. there's a bunch of, there's bunches and bunches and bunches of, like, study guides. Oh, okay, sure. self-help books with a Christian theme or focusing on, like, every pastor probably has a book. Like, especially pastors like who are... notes. Yeah, and especially pastors who, like, run mega churches, like, like Joel Osteen or, like, uh, T.D. Jakes or, uh, oh, my God, uh, like, Joyce Meyer and all these people. It's like, a you know, they're, like, pastors for, like, a living, and they're, like, yeah. millions so they have like books and all types of stuff and then there's you know Christian themed stuff so there's like comic books that are Christian themed and like uh, games that are Christian themed and like I was a I was like a gospel rapper for many years what yeah, yeah for wow. many 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 years oh my God. thought that that's what I was like gonna do with my wow. life at no particular point and so there's stuff like that like there's a that's bunch wild. of like Christian music to purchase and all types of stuff Oh man, so and it's just like learning Katy Perry's backstory. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, I love backstories like that. Yeah. I'm, well, and they also have like in those stores, I've been to mega churches where they have those stores. There's also so many variations of the Bible, like yes. versions and like kids versions and teen versions, Absolutely. girl versions, guy versions, all kinds of stuff. And with then when like you added notes and all that. Right. And when you start getting into cultural stuff, like when you make a kid's Bible and it's like, traditional then it's like everybody in that bible is white and there's all these pictures of these white kids yeah. and these white angels and stuff white like that Jesus so there's a whole and, yeah. again like marketplace like there is with all that other stuff where you can be like yes we did the same thing but everyone is black or you know, some sort of afrocentric theme or african theme and it was a black you know it was a black church it was a black church where we taught this they taught this very much this like prosperity gospel and this like god is going to change help us change the world sort of thing so like most of it for me, like I even came to it through a very sort of social activist sort of angle. Like, you know, like we are gonna mobilize and like change this community sort of a thing. So like, again, as like a kid, like uh, like my, my life has been fairly like squeaky clean. Like I didn't live in, the, in that neighborhood. I just went to church there, but I went to church there three to five times a week. So wow, it's three like, five times a week, yeah, really? easily. Cause it wasn't like just Sundays, because I was doing stuff like, like oh, I'm okay. rapping, like extracurricular. I'm rapping. Yeah. I'm in the plays. Right, right. I'm like in the choir. Uh, my brother is a junior deacon in the uh, in the youth church. So like, and then you you come up with events. You come up with outreach events. You come up with ideas for stuff. You do ministry stuff. So it's like you're walking around. You get to the point where you're walking around in the community and all of the like drug dealers and prostitutes and stuff know you as like the churchy guy. Really? Who's gonna like 
you know, who's always talking to them about like Jesus and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the time. It's crazy, actually. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you said it was like a mega church, right? Yes. So, like, okay, I my idea of a mega church is like the stuff you'd see on TV, mm-hmm. where it's, uh, it's big and like a lot of glass. And uh, yeah, is it was that at well, all like what like was yours ever filmed or anything like uh, what I don't I think I know what you mean. When I you think say you're talking about the Crystal like Crystal Cathedral where people yeah. classified as mega church. They're more like. I don't know what they're if they're Baptist, but they're more like old school traditional. Whereas like there's like more, like uh, who did she say? Joyce Meyer mm-hmm. and like Joel Osteen. It's like more just like uh, younger people, and they're more like mobilized for like um, targeting like modern culture. Yeah, like younger people. Very and much like, like, like they'll have like Joel Osteen, uh, the pastor that we were talking about. Um, in Texas, right? In Houston, Texas. It's, uh, yes, um, yes, yes. He's it's got like a stadium, didn't like, right? It's the yeah, he's the guy who has that big yes. stadium. And yeah. they're always under fire for stuff like that because, mm-hmm. rightfully so, like, all of their money comes from this community that they, like, service. Yeah. And so they're always, you know, it's, it takes a lot of money to do these things. It was a mega church. When I went there, it was a mega church in the sense that it had a ridiculous amount of members. Like, we really had a way more people attending church than we had like space for so they ran like three services every sunday and every wednesday and it got to the point where there was like an overflow room because they also owned like a like a school like a private christian school and so like everybody would so everybody would meet in the gym who couldn't like fit in the actual church and like watch the service on like a screen and stuff like that it just became extremely popular over that like eight years now they have this huge compound that you can like see from the highway and you can like see the building and it's like house of hope and it's this big thing but i have a whole weird thing with like giant churches like that so i I haven't been back since i was about like 17. do you uh do you ever go to any kind of church now i just started going to church again because my life is in shambles and so i was like hmm okay uh Sorry, I don't know why I said right. (laughs) We kind of talked about this before, so it's like, yeah, that sounded like shambles. Um, (laughs) Shambly, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so I've been going back to church um, recently, like, I'd say probably over the last, like, month and a half. But my wife was raised Jehovah's Witness. Mm. So, like, when we we first got married, I was still very much, like, um, I'm still, I still consider myself to be, like, a person of faith for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about taking the Bible very literally as, like, this is God's word. He told us this. It goes just like this. You know, God is a he. All of these sorts of, like, hard, concrete things. I feel like, like, definitely there is a, um, it's very real to me that there is, like, a collective consciousness that's positive in you know the universe or whatever and that there's also an evil one or like a balance to that that is destructive and and deceptive and like purposefully trying to like be a cancer on things Mm -hmm. and like and and destroy things that are good like those things are real you have to kind of pay attention to that type of stuff but like I don't think people really know as much about it as we act like we do sure so like when we get into religion we get very much like, no, we know this is this is 100% right. And it's like, mm. Mm, you might be in, like, the ball. You might be in, like, an area. Because, like, all religions have this, like, overlap yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And then they all get into very specific things that, to me, are, like, cultural and political yeah. and economical. And, and it gets all tricky and weird. 
Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, they're like, oh, we agree with everything except for I uh, don't wear uh, fabric that matches. Yeah, like there'll always be some stuff <laughs> like that. That's I'm so interested that your wife was raised Jehovah. Is she currently practicing? Because you've, you've been with your wife for a long time, a long time. now, right? Yeah. So you met her when you were young. Like, where were you both in your, like, faith well, status we, when you met? We were both, like, we both grew up fairly, like, religious kids yeah. who, like, went to our respective religious services, like, every week and all of that type of stuff. And then we we met in undergrad, so we're all kind of like, yeah, I am that, but not right now, right? It's undergrad. Yeah. Um, so we were kind of like, like, I hadn't been to church in a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was still going very regularly, like, Kingdom Hall, but we would hang out and do all sorts of stuff, smoke weed and all types of shit like that. So then... Um, when we did, but when we were like, hey, we're very serious about each other. We're gonna get married. It yeah. was a big deal, the whole like yeah. religious thing. And then for me, I was kind of just like, you know, there's. I had all. I had also like had this experience when I was about like 15, where I started going to this performing arts high school in Vegas, and I met all these kids who were pagan, mm-hmm. and they were basically like, yeah, Christmas is all pagan. Uh, Valentine's Day like they were just telling me all these holidays and it's like that stuff is a lot of that stuff is pagan mm-hmm. or like even uh, they even were like Catholicism is technically like based on the same system of like gods and demigods right. and like associating these things and I was just kind of like okay and that's when I first started to kind of kick this idea around and it's like people kind of have these shared things mm-hmm. and once it moves to another place or there's some sort of political regime that comes in and everybody like tweaks it and makes these changes that are based on that oops but um so yeah i stopped celebrating christmas like when i was like 16 and stuff like that so when i looked at our religions i'm like they're basically the same thing like you know jesus died for your sins died for my sins we Mm -hmm. love god great stuff like this is not really a big deal we just won't celebrate birthdays like i'm sure he god isn't like really up in arms about that anyway right but like it's, it's tricky because now we have kids and they don't do those things. And so when they ask me, it's like, why don't we do that? And I'm like, well, because really uh, the truth is it's because your mother's religion doesn't want you to do it. Like, I don't care, you know. Right. But, like, that's not a very supportive answer. <laughs> like, as a dad, when they're like, why, why can't we do this? Ask your mom. Yeah. Your mom. <laughs> I do not care at all. And that's something now that we, like, focus on, like, trying to give them other, like, parties and stuff like that. Sure. Like, for a while, we almost, like, took our birthdays and, like, turned it into, like, Mother's Day. Like, instead of celebrating you on your birthday, we, like, celebrate your mom and, like, send your mom a card and be like, thanks for the person you made and stuff. Yeah, we do stuff like that a lot. Right. I bet that makes, the one thing that I think is kind of cool about, like, the Jehovah's Witness lack of wanting to celebrate certain holidays is if you did want to kind of work around it i feel like it would be way more sentimental and more mm-hmm. personally driven than yeah. what we already do which is out of obligation a lot of the time anyway so that's that's kind yeah. of a cool way to actually like do something meaningful yeah for people plus if you had like a shitty birthday like in december in december you'd be like nah i'm gonna do <laughs> yeah, it. have a party not, in the summer yeah it's cool def- with my friends right yeah and it definitely it definitely does that. You definitely feel more connected to whatever. Like it never feels burdensome. Like yeah. around those times of year, it's never like, right. oh my god, what are we gonna do yeah, about yeah, Christmas? Yeah. It's exactly. such a thing. Like exactly, yeah. it's like it relieves a little bit of the pressure. Yeah, for uh, sure. Oh my gosh, I I almost went to um, 
Moody Bible College in Chicago. Uh, I oh, was wow. going to be like that. That was like going to be my life trajectory. Was because I was raised Baptist and I had been to Moody before. We had, like what is that? Um, so it's um it's a Bible college. Um and we had uh, it's in Chicago uh, and we had um, some youth leaders who worked at my current church who. Uh, had graduated from there and mm. they just like couldn't stop raving about it and so they would plan like youth retreats for us to travel to Chicago and like mm-hmm. get the the experience like we had to bunk with uh people in their dorms to kind of get like a weekend experience of what life would be like in Bible nice. college yeah. and I was like sold I was like I was gonna do this and I'm gonna I don't know what I was if I wanted to be we didn't believe in women being uh ministers mm-hmm. um so I think I just wanted to you knew. I mean, like, I was like still going, pretty Like, going to the oh, yeah, church, the, or uh, going to college, you're like, yeah. no. Oh, like, that church, I think they're, they're more traditional. I think they wouldn't have let me either. Like, I don't think really? I went there for that. I think you went there for um, other vocational things. Like, mm-hmm. in my, ba- like, very white Baptist church, it was very, like, if you're a woman, you're, you, what you want to do in life is be a pastor's wife, which mm-hmm. is, like, in itself kind of a job in oh a for sure yeah oh, it's like a wow. commitment Please. for a life yeah so people, like a lot of my girlfriends and I were like yeah I could be see myself being a pastor's wife and then you kind of like do your women's study thing and you get to like orchestrate things around the church and mm. stuff so I thought that was going to be man no other job thing. you have to marry into that's crazy <laughs> it's, yeah it's crazy it's, and then too like uh, I was just talking to one of my pastor's sons like we was hanging out and it is like your royalty or like the president yeah. or something like really? it's crazy like you like your whole family that is all that's all a job like everybody's looking at you everybody is like looking up to you and everything. yeah you have like it's responsibility ridiculous. all the time for Man, sure that, that's yeah. a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and you're with the mega mega church like what did your parents i assume your parents got like since you were eight years old when you first started going yeah. but is that that was their home church yeah started? like my parents both grew up in church my father both his mom and dad were ministers at some point okay they were never they weren't together but they were but they were yeah. ministers at some point okay so they all grew up like in and out of church and 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 it's like yes if you believe in like if you believe in god this is god for sure. Now, how much are you living your life for God or how much are you not was kind of the thing that would fluctuate. But mm-hmm. Christianity, church, this is what it is. And then probably when I was in like like third grade, like when I was eight years old, my mother was trying to find like a place for us to go to church as like a family because we weren't going. So she was listening to a lot of different pastors like tapes. That's another thing. Pastors mm-hmm. sell their sermons like after, oh, really? after mm-hmm. uh, church and stuff. Listen to it on the car or whatever? Yeah, yeah. so it's very much like being a rapper or something like that. Like people <laughs> grow up listening to your tapes and then you like move up to like having books out and videos out and then you're this huge phenomenon of a thing where people, you know, literally will pay you like hundreds of thousands of dollars to come and speak and all yeah. types of crazy stuff but um yeah nonetheless my mom listened to a bunch of tapes she really liked this pastor's tapes and then we all kept going and kept going and kept going and then eventually like my dad came and we all wound up going to that church but like the whole the first of all it was a church where there was a bunch of stuff to do like where the whole the whole angle was like you know we you know, keeping kids off the streets and like helping them do stuff and being active in your like community. So there is a feed the homeless ministry and there is a rap ministry and a theater ministry and a you know and a 
dance ministry and like a, a stepping ministry and like all of this yeah. stuff. So pretty much anything you would be interested in as a kid culturally, they were like, come do it here at church and then we'll like slip. Yeah. Was there like a Bible stuff? You know what? Not like directly. I was funny and I was always trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And, and then it also gave me that like avenue. Like I did stuff that I could like I could always do whatever I wanted. Like if I was like, yo, I want to do this show or let's have like a talent show or let's have like a comedy show. And they would be like, yeah, of course. And like mm-hmm. it's already this built in mm-hmm. sort of like large group of people who you can like market yourself to and stuff like that. So all my life, I very much I still feel like this is ministry to a certain degree. Like uh, it's very important what I talk about. Uh, I feel like I feel like a lot of comedians to me act like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just comedy. Like you know, like who cares what we're saying? And I'm like, we're saying something to people, especially like in a microphone. Yeah, projected voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really heavy stuff to me. And I'm like, people are listening to you and giving you their undivided attention for like five minutes or mm-hmm. to like an hour. It's like, what do you want to say to these people? So everything I like write or, or talk about, I try to come from some sort of place of like truth or like honesty or like my life and, and trying to be um, progressive in some form or fashion, like still serve like mm-hmm. positive things. Like, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. That's great, man. Uh, quick question: Are there any recordings of you doing Christian, Christian rap? That's a great question, <laughs> actually. Oh man, I don't think there are. But yeah, but and I had this book that I wrote, that I put out when I was like eighteen. That's all like pretty hardcore, like Christian poetry. Really? Oh my god! I have that for sure. That's but amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's, even though there's cursing in it. But um, oh really? Yeah. Which was which was always me. Which yeah. like is like me sneaking to like listen to like comedy albums or like hip hop albums yeah. without just like cursing and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. But like having to be like a, a squeaky clean like Christian comic or Christian rapper and stuff like that. So how did how did you find transitioning from going to church three times a week to doing comedy like three or more times a week? Uh, I. I had gotten to a point when I was in high school where that was all I was doing. If I was leaving the house, I was either going to church or I was going to perform somewhere. Oh, you were doing it back in high school. And then, like, church, that's always been kind of my thing. And then, again, in my family, it's very much like you have an anointing. You have a gift. And you, you know, you should be, like, speaking to people or talking to people or, like, what you're saying is important stuff. Mm -hmm. So I've always kind of felt like that since I was, like, a kid that, like... I have to have a voice and it has to be for something and and again my church and my experience with church is very much this mixture of like social justice and like Christianity like it's like Martin Luther King and and even Malcolm X it's like Malcolm X is a minister like he's a person of faith like all of these ideas that like God created people and so people are all equal in the eyes of God and Mm -hmm. nobody is better or worse um, and that nobody is better than God, so there is no supremacy of any sort of sort. Right, so, right. like, you're not getting your, like, basic human rights. That That's not... Like, there's a quote, a Martin Luther King quote, where he's like, um, we've come to see that segregation is not only sociologically unfair, but it's also morally wrong and sinful. And that's always mm. kind of been the idea that, like, famine and, and like, uh, disease and... Like, just people not having, act, like, the whole concept of there being a ghetto or a gang-infested neighborhood is, 
um, is a sin. It's like a is evidence of like sinful things or like things that people are doing wrong. And like it as a to me as like a person of faith, I always felt like it's very fake for me to be like, oh well, Jesus loves you. And it's like, oh well, my kids can't read, or the school system is failing me, or like you know they arrested my father for no reason, or they shot my father for no reason. I'm like, well, Jesus loves you. It's like if, if Jesus loves you. And or, or if I represent God's like, uh, if I'm like proof that there is a God and He exists and that He cares about people, then I should be doing something to help people. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's it's just false. Like you can't really minister to people when they have these needs and you're not like right. filling them. Right. right. Yeah. So everything had like some sort of social aspect to it. Like even ministering uh, to kids, it was like if you want to stop having these problems that you're having, like if you want to stop getting in trouble with the cops, if you want to stop you know going to your friends funerals it's like become like go to church instead like come with me yeah. to church so, so right. that you don't get into trouble like that was kind of the idea for yeah. a long time um and i kind of like i said still had that focus when i was like performing in clubs but i spent more time it just got to a point where you spend more time performing in spaces that are not religious spaces mm-hmm. than religious spaces and especially when i got into college it was like i'm trying to do this like i'm not just trying to do it for fun or do it yeah, for recreation exactly, anymore. Yeah. Like I want to get paid and I want to get married and I want to have money and da, da 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 And so that became the focus and everything else was like secondary to that. And then before you know it, you look up and you're like, oh, I've been to church in like five years or something like that. And it just isn't your life or the people that you hang around. Nobody's even holding you to it. Like when are you going back to church? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say, does it feel like, well, for one thing, like, just from what I've mentioned, like, in having you see, having seen you make certain posts on Facebook that it's sort of faith-based, I've always found your brand of faith very admirable because I can tell it comes from that social justice perspective, which is not something that I'm very accustomed to. Yeah, I'm not accustomed to that either. I think I'm like, that's great. Like, I think that's, you're, you're a very perfect example of what, uh, a person of faith should be. And you're always, you know, speaking for, um just always culturally aware and, uh, yeah. and listening to people's all kinds of voices. I think when you think voices. of religion, uh, religious people, you think of uh, very not progressive. Or I at know. At least that's the idea that yeah, uh, I, I think a lot of people associate with. Which it. hit me probably around the time I was like a teenager. It was the mm-hmm. it was a culture shock for me. It was the first time that it had been packaged to me like in that way. Because yeah. um, again, like growing up, it was very much like all the people I knew in my life had some sort of religious thing. It, it, church was a place where people went to organize against things. That was just the tradition that I like right. came from. And again, in terms of like black people in the states and like social justice, that's just how it, like there's a bunch of pastors. There's a bunch of pastors who was like they led this march and that march or like that's the community. That's like the center of the community where everybody comes to like get shoes yeah. for the march or like the meeting will be here at 3 or they're registering people to vote at the church like so that's just how i knew i I felt like of course those two things are tied together easily so it would always be weird to me when people would would make it seem like oh christians you know christians are racist and i'm like that's contradictory like how can you be racist and be a christian and then i got older and it was like oh they're talking about this like this whole world and then even when you turn that inward and you start looking at the culture that you're actually in it was like we were all it was, it was mostly black but when we when i think about 
how we thought about other communities or how we talked about other communities. It's like, yeah, this isn't super progressive. And then when we start talking about sexuality and, and like gender identity and all that stuff, all of that stuff starts to fall apart. And yeah. that's been a big part of me being like, I don't know if I like this. Like, um, yeah, like the fact that like you couldn't be a pastor. Yeah. Like when we were kids, that would be the type of stuff that I would be. I was I was considerably radical too, like amongst Christian people. It was always like, well, Mark is gonna go off on sexism and how women can't be pastors. Like that's something that I would like raise a ruckus about, like right. in Sunday school. Like I think that's bullshit. Yeah. You can't talk like that. Yeah, that's how you talk in right. Sunday school. Not really. I mean, that's bullshit. Not not to not to the teacher, but like I might turn to my boy and be like, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> But do you think that, like, so what would be the spectrum of, because if you come from a church that's very, they're more uh, progressive in the social justice sense and all that stuff, but with, with comedy, do you ever feel sort of, um, like, would you feel comfortable inviting your church members to come see you do comedy? Like, do you mm. think that they would, like... Or have you ever performed for them? Yeah. I, I grew, uh, again, like, I started in church doing yeah. doing church comedy. Um now, yeah, recently that that's become a thing. Like that wasn't a thing before, but like coming back to Chicago, especially, so many of the people I know that's where they know me from, and they're like, "Yeah, come perform at my show, Mark. It'll be great." And then I come there and I do material that I do all the time, and I'm like, "Yeah, this isn't like I don't I don't read this room as well as I did, you know, maybe five six years ago." You know what's funny about you? Like I always felt like I'm like yeah Courtney like like it's not a surprise to me at all to be like oh Courtney is saved yeah that makes perfect sense <laughs> like that's totally logical well I did start doing comedy in the church as well but I think that it like it was a very different experience because they were more like black and white like church like comedy should be curated for Christians and, mm -hmm. and I felt like there was a very limited artistry there like you weren't like same like with Christian contemporary music I don't know yeah. if you listen to all that stuff I love listening to it, but I was like, at some point, I can tell that they're so confined to having to say mm -hmm. a certain message within their music, and then, you know, so they go mainstream because they have other things to talk about. And they're not bad things either. Right. They're, like, important issues. That's weird. But they're so confined to, like, this um, Christian label that mm -hmm. doesn't really allow them. So I felt the same with comedy, so I wondered mm. with you, too, if you yeah. felt like, you that, know. that same literal struggle, especially, like, with the rap, because to a thing that'll happen with, like, Christian rap in particular is that it's like it's like Coke and Coke Zero how there's like oh this tastes just like Coke but it has no calories in it so much Christian rap it's like oh this is this is like this sounds like fake Jay-Z yeah. but you know oh, man. it's churched Christian. up you know what I mean <laughs> what, are some, I, I, what were some Christian rappers that you listened to so I can't think of yeah, so I have to say that it, I dug through I was a very I've always been a rap snob so I like yeah. dug through Christian rap to find like stuff that I felt like was not like that, that I felt right. like I could identify with. There was this group called SFC, okay. uh, and they they were really great. Like in like the early '90s, like they yeah. had this album called Phase Three that I really liked, and Save Man in the Jungle that I really liked. I listened to DC Talk. Yeah, DC, DC Talk, Talk was huge. Yep. That's where that Martin Luther King quote comes from too. And even oh, like. Really? Uh, even like Toby McKean. Toby, Toby Mac? Yeah. yeah, to, yeah he had yeah. this line in one of his songs uh, where he basically says, like, if it's Christian, it ought to be better. Yeah. And that was a big thing for me. And that's still a big thing for me now. But that was kind of like the beginning of this idea that, like, if I am going to be some sort of, like, 
have a cause or a voice behind what I'm saying that I should be like stellar in terms of my like skill level that it shouldn't be like oh that guy is media is a mediocre comedian but he's so spot on with his social justice ideas it's like yeah. if I'm gonna talk about this I should be the funniest person so right. that they're like man that was great oh and it, and it had a message too yeah. and I felt the same way about like being Christian like especially rapping so like I would battle people and try not to curse and like yeah. I yeah. took it very very seriously that I had to be just as good as anybody yeah. and then it was also like oh and you know he also raps about Jesus so that it wasn't like oh you suck yeah. you making Jesus look bad <laughs> yeah. with your terrible yeah. raps yeah. I will say that growing up in the church hasn't made it easier for me to do clean comedy when I need to. Mm -hmm. uh, well, in certain ways, because I've sort of strayed away from certain like rhetoric and, and things. But yeah. you know, I know that if someone wants me to do a corporate gig with like a longer set of clean comedy, I can kick back into my you know church yeah. circuit mode and just yeah. go there. <laughs> right, that comes in handy for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever talk about? Would you, would you would you ever write jokes about? church life or like Christianity or your background in it or I've thought about it really sincerely especially being back it's like cause I, cause I just bump into so many people who that's how they know me so I'm like oh yeah I should get back into like writing about that I, I have a hard time with I don't want to be dabbling in like Christian comedy like I don't yeah. want people to be hiring me like this guy's a Christian comic yeah. it's like not really yeah. um, but yeah I definitely want to focus more on like writing about that experience and talking about it because now that I have my kids it's really something that I think about a lot it was such a big part of my childhood and it like yeah. gave me a lot of focus and positive things yeah. but at the same time there's so many things that I'm like I don't know how I feel about that like yeah. even like abstinence like when I was yeah. a kid I was all about that yeah. and now that I like have kids even I'm kind of like I don't know about this whole like like you never have your sexuality like especially girls it's like you pledge your sexuality to like god and even in some people's cases to like your father which is very weird yeah. and then yeah. um and then you turn it over to your spouse and i'm like yeah. when is it yours like when do you have it for yeah. yourself yeah yeah that's a good point oh man well, man. Uh, Unfortunately, we could go on for a long time here, but uh, we do have to wrap up now. So we like to ask a question of every guest at the end of the podcast, uh, and you're going to be no exception. So our our final question for you is: uh, What, what if, if God, God were one, one of us? us? <laughs> <laughs> what would he be like? Or is she, or whatever? Uh, what would if God were actually? I don't know. I, I kind of feel like the point of God is that God is like all of us and not like one of us in particular. We was having this conversation too because my daughter asked me about like, is God a he or a she? And yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, people don't understand how to talk about things except for in he, she. Like, that's yeah. how people know how to describe stuff. So nobody would, knows how to say what God is. Like, like God's pronouns, you know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody has a, a, a handle on that. Yeah. But uh, if God was one person, what would God be like? Honestly, God would probably be, this is gonna be weird and controversial. God would probably be like transgender, you know what I mean? Like God would probably be this very non-binary sort of yeah. being of some kind. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's a great answer. Yes, I love the. I love what you said. Just what uh, instead of what if God was one of us? What if God were all of us? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. like it all comes yeah. out of God. Like yeah, uh, just collectively. Exactly. That's how I always. And I feel like the devil. It's like when you have cancer, 
like it's like your cells kind of like mutate and sort of like turn on you mm-hmm. and start to like destroy you mm-hmm. and it's like that's essentially the devil it's like this thing or this idea or this substance that's like eating itself you know what I mean yeah. not so much I don't so much think of it like it's yeah. these two guys and one is like yeah, in, the like clouds, in the clouds yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Underground, yeah. and there's another yeah. guy like with horns like ah, we're gonna have a fist fight after yeah. this like <laughs> <laughs> After all of this is right. over, the final fist fight. That's what it all <laughs> just, comes down to. Right. Satan's just Earth, a dude in a parking lot who's just ready to go. <laughs> Me and you, That's devil, the end of three the world. o'clock. Everything implodes, yeah. and then we all just gather in the Bur- Burger King parking lot and just watch God and the devil. Fight, 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 fight. Oh, <laughs> world star. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, well, man, it's been uh, so yeah, great talking to you. Uh, do you have any, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, do you have any tags where we find you online or anything? I'm really uh, playing around with my social media right now, but um, one day I'll be on. Tw- I'll like be active on Twitter, but so you can follow me at um, at mjh708 on Twitter. Mark James Heath on Facebook, um, and yeah, other than that, man, I'll be around. I'll be doing shows nice. and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, so this will this will be released after JFL for too, unfortunately, but. Uh, uh, if you're ever in the download Chicago the area, too. oh yeah, download oh, yeah. download the album, yeah. stream the album. Both too. albums, yes. in fact, the first yeah. one is incredible. Yeah. yeah, the first one is cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. We do have two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah so that's yeah. running at the mouth. You can find it again on iTunes, uh, Spotify, where it was. Spotify, title. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Right, well, man. thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it was really cool. great.